Hello, all my lovely people. Welcome to Let's Get Black To. For those of you who have never heard our voices or seen our faces, I am Mark. And I am T. Thank you all for being here as we discuss COVID's impact. For those of you who are not familiar with us, Let's Get Black To is a podcast designed to challenge, educate, and start conversations amongst the Black community and in those alike. Featuring two Black bisexual creatives, we bring a young, vibrant, and real perspective to issues new and old. We tackle new struggles, old stigmas, and offer some solutions to make our never-ending existence easier. Join, Join us in our plight to inform and entertain, and entertain baby. baby. and welcome back to Let's Get Black 2. Last week, we did our part one of COVID's impact, going through our before COVID and during COVID, where we were professionally, personally, and platonically and romantically. And so we are going to do our now and our lessons learned. So let's get straight into it with T. Where are you professionally Whew. now? Like okay. in real time, where um, are we at? Well, um... At the moment, I've still been uh, auditioning for things. Uh, haven't had a lot of luck with a lot, but you know, still trying to do my best to keep my you know theater heart happy. Um, but during these last couple of months, I did um, a, a lot of cabarets. Like with having to move theater life to being completely online, you had to get good at self tapes right and know how to work a camera mm -hmm. work lighting and music and sound and all of that stuff and so during the uh the pandemic and you know within this last year i did a lot of cabarets i even um was able to uh be like a background like ensemble for this show that my um voice coach was doing and she reached out to me and she was like hey really cool opportunity do you want to do this and so it was like an entire like hamilton mm -hmm. medley we did a uh, defying gravity we sang um uh something from dare Evan hansen so i was like it was a really cool experience and then i did this other um cabaret which i was paid for which was really cool um and then i did a couple other ones here and there um and then you know while taking classes during my two semesters at um at Cornish, I was able to, I guess, like hone in on my craft a lot more. Um, like, even though I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, sadly doing any shows at the moment, um, I'm still working toward my end goal, which is, you know, to hopefully make it on Broadway one day. Um, I am still, you know, working on myself vocally. Um, I dance every now and then, um, probably should do it a little bit more to brush up on my technique and stuff, but, you know. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I have my, uh, virtual call audition for The Voice coming up, which I'm pretty excited about. Ooh. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but yeah, that's how I am doing professionally at the moment. Oh, I'm also still working, but I'll get into that when it comes to personal, but Marcellus, how are you <laughs> doing professionally? Um... So much has changed. Um, 
professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not in school. Um, I may get do grad school next year. I'm if this online thing works, I may do grad school um, soon, like next month. It just all depends on like what's happening. Um, I am not acting um, professionally right now. I'm auditioning like mm-hmm. Madfire. Um, I actually got an off-Broadway callback yeah. um, a month ago. And so I did that. And so, I mean, I'm still waiting. I still have hope because I realized it took them a month to give me the callback. So I can only imagine how long it's going to take for them right. to cast. Exactly. Because <laughs> I realized, I said, when did I said, when did I put this in? I put that thing in on August 10th. They didn't get back to me until like September 8th. Hey, can you do a self-tape? Right. <laughs> So like, there's still you hope. Know, so you know, I don't know how it works though. I don't know how this professional world works. But um, yeah, I have a I had an off Broadway callback, my first ever Equity mm-hmm. callback, um, and it was for off Broadway. So that was really encouraging. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. That was really encouraging yeah. to know that there is somebody out there in that realm that sees in something-ish mm-hmm. in me. You know what I mean? It was encouraging, even if I don't get it. It was an opportunity for me to be like, oh my gosh, Marcellus, maybe we can yes. do this. You know, especially being like out of theater. I did all the cabarets. Come on. Um, I think I added, t- I actually did more during COVID than I've ever done. I added 10 credits to my resume because mm-hmm. of COVID. I was editing cabarets. I was uploading them. I was mm-hmm. hosting. I was in them. I choreographed yeah. for one of them. We, we did one. We did one together during Christmas. We did. Me and T did White um, White Christmas um, mm-hmm. together for a cabaret. Um, me and my um, friends, we did Little Shop of Horrors. We were urchins, so like I had us recording. It was a recording. I choreographed. Mm-hmm. We had costumes. We had scenery. Um, it was like a whole little you music did, video. And then we uh, sang back up yes. for T during that same yes. cabaret. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we sang back up for her during that same mm-hmm. cabaret. Um, and we edited that in there. And so, like, I had a really good time in terms of professionally because in, like, now it's like I can do all this. Like, I can literally give you a production from mm-hmm. my home, from my room. I can give you a full-scale production with a dance Come break, on. with vo- vocals, with background stuff. I can mm-hmm. do all of it. So, but professionally, I'm also unemployed. Yeah. If I'm going to be completely and utterly honest with y'all on today... Um, I don't have a job. I, um, it, well, we'll get into that personally, but mm-hmm. I am currently still looking for a job. I'm currently still auditioning like mad fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I'm unemployed, I have way more time to put in self tapes. Right. <laughs> and so I'm auditioning for a plethora mm-hmm. of shows, a plethora of shows. Um, and yeah, so, but I did get that one off Broadway callback and you know, it's really encouraging. So yeah, professionally, y'all just gotta you just gotta get where get it where you get mm-hmm. it. So that moves us on to personally. So T, how are you doing personally? Okay. Um honestly, at this point in my life, I am a lot more I guess like goal oriented. Um, because mm-hmm. like I said, I was going to mention, um, during this summer, I kind of realized that I wasn't um, at, you know, at at the point of my life where I could uh, pay more for college because um, my 
parents, unfortunately, don't qualify for loans. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to find a steady family member who can be a cosigner. Uh, a lot of people don't want to help. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that on that. Um, so with that, I had to make the very hard decision of not returning to uh, Cornish this semester. Um, so I'm taking a leave of absence, which was very hard, especially during like the first like couple weeks, honestly, during the first month of me not being able to, uh, I guess, like after really coming to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to be going back, um, that was very hard during this summer. But then um, I like I said, I was very determined to still make a way out of no way. So I'm still applying for grants. I am. Um, still applying for scholarships. I've been requesting like personal mm-hmm. loans. Um, I was able to get my job at Kohl's. I've now been working there for, uh, it's gonna be two months on the 10th, I believe, of August. Not of August, of October. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Thankfully, I am extreme, extremely grateful that I was able to get a job and I've been working, um, been saving money. Thankfully, uh, I um, am still, like I said, I've been uh, kind of auditioning here and there. Um, and uh, I've, I've been working on music as well, I'll say. Um, that kind of started during like the beginning of this year because a lot happened in terms of romantically and platonically that kind of did a shift on me, um, which we can get into in a second. But uh, with that, you know, I was able to hone in on my songwriting, um, especially because I have two incredible best friends who are also singer-songwriters who help, and we do this shit together, which is really fun. But yeah, um, Marcellus. Mm -hmm. Where would you say you are now, um, romantically and platonically? Oh, wait. Did I do my personal yet? No, you didn't. Oh! <laughs> I was like, wait, crap. We're getting into it already? Oh, wait. Okay. Crap. Okay, so, personally first, first yeah. Personal <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I was like, whoa. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Um, personally, I'm in Georgia. We can start mm-hmm. there. I moved during the pandemic. I've been here for about like four-ish months. That's so wild. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm unemployed is because mm-hmm. I moved. I moved, my father retired from the military. And because like COVID was like, oh, okay, we're gonna do this. My parents said, we gotta make some moves. And especially if we weren't gonna stay in California, we said, we gotta go now. And so I went with them. Um, California is expensive. Yes. And um, I couldn't afford to live there on my own. I wouldn't have been able to afford to live there on my own. And uh, yeah, so personally, I'm now in a whole new yes. place. I'm living in Georgia. Um, I'm like an hour from Atlanta, which is cool. But um, I'm in a new place trying to navigate new things, I guess. And it's so hard during a pandemic because I haven't done anything. Thank the Lord, one of my friends from church, we went to Sunday school together. Um, she's here, my only friend here. Um, and she, funny enough, she was in California when I was in California. She mm-hmm. lived in LA when I lived there. And she moved out here. I didn't know. And then I moved out here. And we linked up after over a decade of not seeing each other. Like, over a decade of not seeing each other. The last time I saw her, I was nine. That's wild. I was like nine the last time I saw her. And we met and we hit it off. And so, like, 
um, personally, I'm just, I'm here. I'm just trying to navigate mm-hmm. for real, for real. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I'm not really in the best of places that I want it to be yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be somewhere different right now, personally. I want it to be somewhere different. I want it to be in a different mm-hmm. mindset. And not to say I'm not happy, but I make do with what yeah. I can, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. You know, just I just make do with what I can because at this point, what can I do? So, like, when people say, how are you doing? And I'm, I say it now. I'm like, you know, I could complain, but I'd just right. rather not. You know, it's like you can complain. Why not? Because you things are not going well. Things are not going the way you wanted to go. But it's like at this point, mm-hmm. why? And I'm not a complainer either. So that's yep. also a thing. But also, I forgot to mention for my professionally, I'm working on becoming like a paid content creator. Yeah. Um, I forgot all about that. So I'm signed to an mm-hmm. agency for my content creation and I'm doing great on the app. Like these people are noticing me and I'm hoping this month is the month. I, um, I, th- I think so. By the end of the month, by the end of the month, we're going to know. We're going to know by the end mm-hmm. of the month whether I get paid to make my content. And if I do, that's just a little piece of revenue that I get that I can keep making exactly. forever, technically speaking. And the bigger I get on the app, the more money I get per month for the same amount mm-hmm. of videos. So, um, yeah, so that's also like a personal thing. It's like I'm personally trying to get myself in a in a better space to have a career and things yes. that are lasting and you know multiple streams of income and i'm auditioning like wildfire and i'm getting better at my singing and getting better at like my recording mm-hmm. skills and i need to learn how to play this piano so personally i need to get some yeah. lessons but um <laughs> but yeah that's me personally mm-hmm. you know that's just where i'm at to be 100 with y'all you know so that brings us to t where are you romantically and platonically um ha 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 so um hmm let's see uh (laughs) so uh in terms of because my my brain ticks now is in like this this year right like 2021 Mm -hmm. um and so at the beginning of 2021 i definitely was going through a lot in terms of uh romance or platonic because i didn't know um that there were more ways to express you know having intense emotion for someone um and Mm -hmm. so i had so there's two instances right i had this crush on this guy i really liked this guy for a a long time, a long time, a long <sighs> periodically, a really time. long time, and yeah, you guessed it, Fix twas it. a white man. Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Right? They always get you. They mm. always get you. Her and these colonizers. Um, and so, with that, I I was played, right, to say the least. Um, <laughs> uh definitely was played um because i you know was very vulnerable and he kind of fed off of that um which sucked but like i said that kind of uh sparked my songwriting which was great uh and i was able to i think we completed what like three to five songs already Mm -hmm. um which which is really great literally like the day that i got my heart broken 
I literally was with Marcellus, right? We we were together right. because um, when I was here for winter break, honestly, I if I wasn't home, I was either in Marcellus's house or in his car. Like, <laughs> I I'm telling <laughs> no, you, me, me and Marcellus were stuck like glue. Okay, like in, uh literally we we spend almost all and every day together i thought that was gonna be our last time together Mm -hmm. i thought i was gonna move after that so i really thought that after she left that was it for us but it it might not be yeah but that's why we spent every waking moment of winter break Mm -hmm. together like i don't think you understand when she flew in that next morning i was getting her because we had to record, literally we had to record something. We had to record. Literally, <laughs> it was like I I flew in so Friday, Saturday morning. I was at Marcellus's house, and then we spent the entire day together. And then like weeks following, we literally. were just together all the time. Like literally, I house sat, right? I house sat for uh, for mm-hmm. Mina, and then we all ended up house sitting together. We were we literally we, we spent a lot of time, right? So like I was with Marcellus we the day that together. I you know had this heartbreak happen and and child i told her not to he really I did i told her not to but you know what i said girl listen he yeah he really did and i could have listened to him but honestly looking back i'm happy that i didn't because it did like mm-hmm. i said it helped me get my feet on the ground in terms of what i want from someone um, what I Absolutely. expect, you know, the, 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 the love that I expect to receive. And then also on top of that, like I said, it sparked right. my, you know, ability to songwrite, which I am extremely grateful for. But so that was one instance in terms of romantically. And then, like I said, I continued, you know, I was, I was on dating apps. I was talking to people here and there and, um, there was this one guy that I had like talked to and it, it, it was honestly going pr- pretty well, I'd say. Um, but then he wanted to turn around and use my sexuality against me. And I didn't like that. So um, that ended up coming to a close. And then um, I had an instance where I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know that there were different ways to express love and that there were, you know, more ways around love than just the normal like romantic platonic right like there is I think Greek the the uh, Greeks have multiple definitions of love and it's for like parental maternal um uh platonic romantic uh, child love like they have so many different definitions and so I kind of looked into that and I was like okay with there being multiple definitions of love I'm like all of these are valid and so I had this brief time where I thought that I was in love with one of my uh with with one of my friends um but it turns it turns out I was and I am, but not in, <laughs> but not in a romantic sense. It is definitely in like a strictly like platonic. Like I have so much love for her um, mm-hmm. that it was kind of overwhelming, and like I had a breakdown at one point because I was like, I don't know what to call this. Like I, I don't want a relationship with her. Like not in that way, but like I want a relationship with her, but not in a relationship sense. If that makes sense, it probably doesn't. But like mm-hmm. it. Like, you, you you can understand what I'm saying, but, um, yeah, I t- kind of confessed my platonic love. We were on the same page, and we've been great ever since. She's my twin flame. We have matching tattoos. It's great. Um, but now getting in, I guess, to, like, uh, the real now, uh, my present time, um, I 
had my last straw, honestly, with white men. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. I, I, I am definitely glad that I finally got here um, because never will I ever have a white man sit here and tell me what is and what isn't a black phrase. <laughs> Goodbye. You thought. Then on top of that, have have the audacity to compare abortion with the COVID vaccine and wearing a mask. That's not even a red flag. That one's bleeding. It's like not, not only is it a red flag, it's a red alarm. It's, it's a red siren. Like, (laughs) right. Like, so, um, yeah, had my last straw with the white man. Um, and so after that I was like, maybe, maybe, you know, I think I think it's time to try something different. And so I had come to terms with the fact that I, you know, wanted to I guess like explore um my sexuality and because I am definitely attracted to women and so um now I have been talking to this really pretty girl for um uh, a couple weeks now, which is great. And you know what they say. I'm telling you, people will always say that uh, LGBTQ and, like, queer relationships move so quickly. It is scary. Mm-hmm. Like, they move so fast. And people call it, like, the U-Haul because it's so fast for, like, you know, people who are queer to end up moving in together and, like, starting their lives or whatever. But, like, it's really serious. But I'm very comfortable. Um, it's the first time that I'm, like experiencing uh a lot of comfortability and like i wasn't nervous at all which is great so um in terms of romantically um i'm doing pretty well and then platonically i still have the same amazing friends that i did a year ago um like i said we're still going strong you know we still talk to marcellus every day um even Mm -hmm. though he's a couple states away and you know three hours ahead right three hours three hours ahead yeah three hours ahead Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, in terms of romantically and platonically, I'm doing okay. How about you, Marcellus? I, too, am booed up. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm in these streets. <laughs> no! <laughs> not in these streets. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. I'm not really in these streets, y'all. I'm not really in these streets. I'm just, I'm here. I think also with like romantically speaking, um, I'm new here. I don't have, I don't know anybody. I don't, I mean, I'm on the apps and you know what's so sad? <laughs> last night, last night, I think there's like Bumble and Tinder, whatever. It said there are no more people for you to match with. <gasps> no. They said you're done. They said you're done. They said you're done. They said that's but it you for you. What? It's like, to be honest, it's a time passer. I think I just swipe when I'm bored. For real, for real. Like, in my mind Mm -hmm. right now, I'm not trying to entertain somebody. Because I need to get my life right. You know, I need to get my life together. I feel like like the romantic thing right now, if I were to have any romance with somebody, it would just be like, oh, hi. Whatever kind of thing. I don't think I want to actually be in a romantic situation with somebody because I'm not in a place yet to be there. I don't think I'm in mm-hmm. a place. I feel like in California, I was way very much more in a place to romantically like pursue and romantically mm-hmm. like, you know, accompany somebody, but I'm not right there right now. 
And that's right. like a personal thing that like I've had to like come to terms with. Like personally, I can't be in a romantic relationship right now with first off with who, second off where, and mm-hmm. second off how am I gonna afford it? Because dating's not cheap. Dating is expensive. Mm-hmm. Dating is money, and I ain't got money, so I'm not even in a place to be like romantically in a different place than I was when I was employed. You know right. what I mean? And that's okay. That's okay. It is hundred percent. When I get there, I'll get there. You know, and it's mm-hmm. not like um, it's not like people are waiting on me. Okay, <laughs> it's not like uh-uh. I'm some hot commodity about to be off the shelf. No, I've never been in a relationship before ever. Like I've never, nobody has ever had a title. Same. So it's not like I'm right. gonna die. It's not like I'm ever gonna die. You know, um, platonically, I have the same friends. You know, my homegirl Koya is my saving grace in Georgia because. Once a month, I go over to her house. We have like our thing. We go. I go over for the weekend. We record videos for my um, content creation, and then um, we record things for her TikTok. I post my little dancing videos on mine. She posts on hers. This last time I went over, we actually did nothing for two days straight. We went to Publix, got all the food, and we stayed on the couch for two days. Um, we did not record a singular dancing video. We didn't do anything. Um, which was fine. And, you know, we said we deserve Come on. You know, and so, like, Koi has been my, like, she was my, she's my saving grace here, platonically, I think, because I don't know what I would do. Like, if I didn't, uh, she's the only person I know in this, like, here that I can go. Unless I go see my homegirl Emily in Mississippi. But that's a whole mm-hmm. three, four hours away. You know, Koi is, like, an hour away. So, like, she's my saving grace platonically. And, of course, I still... I talk to Bubba even mm-hmm. more now because I don't have a job. So, um, when we wake up, I'm on the phone with him. When we go to bed, right. I'm on the phone with him. I'm always on the phone. And then Tierra pops in every now and then when she's either... When she's awake or she's about to go to work, mm-hmm. she pops in. But I... Um, me and Bubba, we talk yeah. all the time. We talk all the time. You know, fun fact, he's not here so I can say something. He told me yesterday, right? Yesterday, he told me that he that I am probably the only person he could imagine rooming with. And I was like, I love that. Oh, wow. And I think, and I know why because we know each other so much, and we talk so much that we know how each other mm-hmm. live at this point. Because he knows if I if we live together, all communication is going to cease. I'm so sorry. I'm right. not going to talk to you. <laughs> I don't talk to those. I don't, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to be in my room and stay in my room and stay in my space until I need to not. And right. then I'm going to go out. And for him, like he can live with that because that's kind of how he is. We both would mind our business and keep it pushing, which is cool, you know, but I'm not trying to move back to California because even though California was a better life for me, I need to be closer to where I want to be, which mm-hmm. is like New York. New York is a hub for theater. And um, I'm going to get into my lessons learned um, later, but that's where I am like romantically, platonically. I am really like, I'm just in a space where it's like, I just got to yeah. keep it pushing, you know, just like professionally and personally, romantically, platonically, I got to just keep it pushing. I got to take mm-hmm. it day by day and give myself the grace to actually do stuff and grow into things. Like I'm here in a new place a new time zone with new opportunities and I just need to do them. I just need to go out and get those opportunities. Yes. So when we do that, now we're going to lessons learned because we already talked about like mm-hmm. COVID vaccines and how we feel about them. 
Um, so we're now going to get into our final portion, which is like, what did yes. we learn from mm-hmm. COVID? Yes. So T, professionally speaking, what have you learned from COVID? Um, what has COVID taught you professionally? COVID definitely told me that, um, you know, things things can get stripped away in the blink of an eye, you know? And um, mm-hmm. it also taught me i mean we've already had this conversation um in terms of you know because we're two theater kids um i guess it it really taught me that you know even though it might seem like theater is inclusive it is definitely exclusive right um so Mm -hmm. it's going to be a harder time to navigate uh being um i guess like someone who's wanting to pursue a career in this path um and in this you know life so yeah i'd say that it taught me that i'm gonna have to fend for myself and you know fight 10 times harder and you know not lose sight of my goals for one but also honing in on having my voice you know and not letting it be silenced by anyone for anything yeah how about you for me professionally Um, For me professionally, my last job taught me that I have to have a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, My job was so demanding Mm -hmm. of my time Mm -hmm. because it was a demanding job. Mm -hmm. I was working with foster kids with mental health issues. Yes, day in, day out. That sentence alone, that sentence alone was enough. I was working with kids from the ages of 2 to 19. I had anywhere between 12 and 17 clients. Mm -hmm at once and with that like I was in constant communication with my parent partner shout out to Rhonda my my ride or die Queen. okay um we are that we are that that meme where it's like I don't know how 20 year olds become like the best of the friends of people who are like 50 yes. and 60 and that's me and Rhonda mm-hmm. that's the epitome of me and Rhonda like that was Rhonda is like my ride or die and to this day I would do anything for her and she would do anything for me. She treats me like one of her kids and I treat her like one of my grandmas. Like I rode for Rhonda and she rode for me and that's why we worked so well together. Right. Because we both had that mutual understanding because we were both black too. In that space where there wasn't a lot of black people, we are gonna ride for each other no matter what. Yes. Okay, now we're also gonna check each other mm-hmm. and we always will check each other in private and stuff like that. But when it comes to the nitty gritty, we are gonna ride. Mm-hmm. And so with that, like, we both realized we didn't have personal lives outside of this Mm -hmm. job. Until we left the job, we didn't realize how much of that job was taking up. Like, I was on calls when I was going to all my friends. I was on calls at rehearsals. Mm -hmm. I was on calls whenever, however, why ever. You know, and it wasn't a balance at all. I was too scared to take off time because when I did take off time, it ended up being like, okay, here's what you missed. Now you got to replan your Mm -hmm. week to figure out what you missed. And I felt like, you know, taking off time is only going to make my job harder. You know, taking a day off, I now have to fit my 10 weekly meetings for kids instead of it being five days, I now have four days to do those 10 weekly meetings. You know, and so the job was like, even though we were doing amazing work, you know, we're doing amazing work, really changing lives, I kid you not. Like, there are kids who still contact me to this day. Mm -hmm. 
about like, you know, my you'll always be my BHS and I love my kids with my whole heart. And I wouldn't trade anything for the world to have that experience with those children. Yeah. Those children who just needed somebody to advocate for them, needed somebody to talk to them, needed somebody who would talk for yes. them in spaces they can't, you know what I mean? And for me to be that voice I didn't take that lightly and I still don't like that was an immense job that was that's why it was such a big boy job because I was dealing with real Mm -hmm. lives like these kids were addicted to drugs these kids were possibly moving out of the state these kids have parents who tried to sell them you know like these are real problems Mm -hmm. you know and to help these children in a non-condescending way for me to be able to give them that humanity of being a child and knowing you've gone through all this stuff but still being able to gain their trust and help Mm -hmm. them was amazing. But with that came the price of my personal life. You know, and having that work-life balance is going to be so important for me, especially now that I'm looking for work. I'm looking for something that's going to give me that balance because if I'm going to go back to school too, if I plan on going back to school, Mm -hmm. which I do, anytime soon I can't do that because I had no time for anybody yeah I barely had time for myself you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like even on the way even on the way to go hang out my friends even on the way I was on calls I was on call and it was a lot so I think for me professionally a work life oh excuse me for me professionally Mm -hmm. a work life balance balance. Mm -hmm. a work life balance has to be in order yes from now on and that's on period. Come on. So getting into personally, mm-hmm. T, what have you learned personally? Um, I mean, like like I've said, I have definitely learned that it is important for me to uh, keep my voice right and not let anyone mm-hmm. or anything ever tower over me, shadow me from being able to express my opinions. And I've also come to terms mm-hmm. with the fact that I am very opinionated and that is what makes me who I am and I tell people all the time I'm like you could take it or you can leave it I really don't care at this point <laughs> like my opinions won't take change for what I exactly who I was meant to be right um because I I don't I, at this point which I'm very thankful for I am really at the point in my life where I'm like I don't need to change myself for anyone or anything like you either take me mm-hmm. or you leave me come on rent okay mm-hmm. um and two sure. i have definitely taken my mental health and um i guess like uh myself emotionally more seriously i know when i have my limits now um i know when mm-hmm. i need breaks i know when i need to take time for myself i know when i need to recharge um i i mean i just had my doctor's appointment um, recently, and I was able to get um, referred to a psychiatrist to uh, talk through my um, journey of ADHD, which is great, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy about that. But yeah, personally, I'd say I definitely learned to um, really take myself into consideration and, you know, do... Lots of stuff for me because, you know, all my life I had gone through, um, you know, trying to provide for everyone else. And so I'd say, Mm -hmm. like, honestly, lessons learned from this past year and, you know, with dealing with COVID, it definitely showed that, like, you know, 
all in all, you come into this world by yourself and you leave by yourself. So, you know, you got to find things okay. that work for you, things that don't, you know, come to terms with who you are. And I mean, every day is a learning process, right? You know? So, yeah, that's where right. I am personally. So, um, Marcellus, where are you at uh, romantically in terms of lessons learned? I still have to do personally. Oh, my God. I keep forgetting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Personally, oh Marcellus, what are your lessons you learned? You know what? I think the biggest thing I learned personally mm-hmm. is that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. It's okay there not to be okay. There were a lot of times okay. in 2020. <laughs> there were personally a lot of times in 2020 where I was not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I simply wasn't okay. But let me tell you, he wouldn't let you know. I sure wouldn't. He would not let you know. <laughs> I sure wouldn't let you know I wasn't mm-hmm. okay. And you know, that's something I'm working on. But there were times I wasn't okay. I was not. And I think giving myself that space to not be okay, mm-hmm. but to also tell somebody I'm not okay. Because yeah. for like with this move, before this move, y'all, my mom moved, right? She moved from California to Alabama to start this life for mm-hmm. us. You know, we ended up coming to Georgia, whatever, but she left. And if y'all don't, y'all, most of y'all don't know my whole life story, but my dad's in the military. And so we moved so much and I've always been without my dad, mm-hmm. you know, like he's always here and there everywhere. But the consistency has been my mom. Yeah. My mother has been my constant through my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've never been without her for more than a month, more than two months, maybe max. You know, I've never been without her for such a long right. time. So it was going to be almost a year until I saw her again. Um, and it hit me really hard. It hit me extremely hard. Um, working for these kids, trying to get them back to their parents while mine's leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, and it happened so fast in the same week that she told me she was leaving. That's when I had my COVID scare. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can't even tell her bye. Yep. Like I had my COVID scare. I can't even tell her goodbye. She's leaving in like three days and that's it. You know what I mean? And it was a lot. And that was actually the second time I cried. Was um, It was actually two weeks after she mm-hmm. left. It was like a week after she left. And I called her after work on my way to a rehearsal. And she was like, hi, Marcellus, how are you doing? And I said, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not okay. Work was stressful. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't going to be home when I got there. Yeah. Like, she wasn't. She wasn't going to be home. And I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't really ready for it to, for me to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think personally, I've learned like it's okay to not be okay. Yes. And you have to be okay with that. Like you have to be mm-hmm. okay with not being okay mm-hmm. because you continuously being okay, you're not gonna be. Yeah, you're, you're not, <laughs> you're not, not allowing yourself be. to feel. And, like, one of the most important things and one of the most beautiful things, honestly, about being a human being is emoting, you know, having these emotions, being able to say that you're sad, being able to say that you're angry or happy or, you know, excited, Mm -hmm. scared, nervous. You know, that's that's the whole part of the human experience. Literally. And so that's what I learned personally is, like, to not be okay Mm -hmm. and to be all right with that. Like, it's not like I'm going to not be okay for the rest of my life. I'm just not okay now. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. And that's just my thing. It's like making sure that I'm not okay, but I'm not okay for a short periodic Mm -hmm. time. Come on. (laughs) 
So that brings us to you, T. What have you learned romantically? Hmm. Um, like I said earlier, I definitely learned that for one, I am worthy of love. Like mm-hmm. point blank mm-hmm. period. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I am worthy of love. Mm-hmm. I am um worthy of accepting love that I believe I deserve. Um, and which is mm-hmm. an abundance of it. I do not take half assed, you know, love and I mm-hmm. also appreciate tough love. And so with that, I guess my lesson is that um, I it is okay for me to be open and vulnerable with someone who I, I guess, like have a romantic interest in. Um, and mm-hmm. two, uh, I have come to terms with the fact that it is okay for me to... I guess, like, have that level of intimacy, um, because in the past, I haven't had, I guess, like, that cutesy level of intimacy, like, with someone who I'm romantically, I guess, like, interested in. It's normally been, you know, like, platonic here and there, you know, like, cuddles with friends or, like, whatever, so adding Mm -hmm. a layer to that that's, like, oh, there's this person who I'm actually interested in. I am okay to, you know, it's okay to be nervous, for one. It is okay to have these feelings. It's okay to, um, you know, have, have these little fears, but it's nothing that I can't overcome. You know, I've already overcome so many things in my life, so, um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. overall, I am worthy of love. That is my, um, romantic lesson learned. How about you, Mark? Romantically? Mm-hmm. The streets never leave you. You leave the Come streets. Come on! <laughs> yes! I'm joking, I'm joking. Come on, you leave the streets. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, for real, for real. Okay, even though I am the... I am the self-proclaimed hot girls coordinator in the palace. Come on. Um, I am the hot girls coordinator, okay? I have the clipboard. I'm also, I feel like I am in a very special place as the hot girls coordinator because I am the person, okay? I am the appointee of who is in these spaces, okay? Who are we letting up in the palace? Mm -hmm. Who is our captain? Who is our queen? Okay, and also I give y'all some great advice. I give my hot girl some great advice. Truly. Okay, even though, even though I be in the streets sometimes, you know, right? Even though we be in the streets sometimes, the hot girls be in the streets. I be happy for my hot girls to leave the streets. I be happy for them, you know. But I also make sure they ain't coming back. Okay, if you gonna leave the palace, you don't come back to this palace. Okay, because you gotta set the example for the other girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the palace ain't forever. The palace ain't forever. Ain't forever. Mm-hmm. But for real, for real, romantically. Um, I really only have one situation in which I can really like talk about, I guess, because I don't have anything. So what I learned from that situation specifically Mm -hmm. is that I'm allowed to have standards in which I operate in. Yes. Romantically. I'm allowed to want somebody to talk to me Mm -hmm. every day. Come on. No shade, but me and Bubba do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, no shade. Like, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Even when we, even when both of us was working, we still make contact every single day. Mm-hmm. And not to say, oh my gosh, be like Bubba and me. But in my mind, I'm like, if you are supposed to be somebody who wants to be with me, and you know that, like, me talking to you is something I want to do, that's, like, how I am, why would you not want to do that? Mm-hmm. 
just as I would do the same for you, you mm-hmm. know? And so, um, yeah, that taught me a minute. That taught me a lot. I think I really thought I was going crazy because I'm like, am I wanting too much? I remember I talked to T about it. Now everything's flooding Ooh, back yes. to my memory. I, I, I was, I was definitely, let me tell you, <laughs> I, I was relationship counselor, okay? As I usually am for everyone, <laughs> because up up until up until this very point, um, I was obviously single, not really doing a lot. But I I don't know what it was, but I just had some wisdom when it came to relationships. So I I was with Marcellus, you know, every, every mm-hmm. step of the way of this whole process. Yeah, and like I really was like, am I crazy? for wanting somebody to be able to, I don't want somebody to be able to go five days without speaking to me. You know what I mean? And I, like y'all, I know that sounds so stupid right now, but being that that was the first time I Mm -mm. ever talked to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really was like, am I crazy for not wanting to like, want that? Like, I want somebody that can't go two days without speaking. Like, how mm-hmm. can you not make contact with me for two days but say, like, we're going to be together? Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's just how I feel. Yeah. And I was made to believe that that was asking a lot and that I was just doing a lot. And T was like, no, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. You are allowed to want what you want and you are allowed to want to make contact with the person you're talking to every day. Exactly. She was like, what's the point of talking if you're only talking once a week? Mm-hmm. She said, that ain't talking. And I nope. said, it's not. And so, you know, me and um, me and the person had a conversation. Me and him had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a fight. It was a fight. Um, a very heated discussion that did end up in us, like, breaking it off at that point. Because I was like, you know what? It isn't wrong for me to want you to not be able to go a week without speaking to me. He said, get like, out right now. It's the no, end of you and me. Like... <laughs> now we weren't living together we weren't doing all that now i move slow now i personally move very slow because me too personal issues but i don't move fast right but like for me i was like dang i really learned that i can set boundaries for myself and stick to them and the person who wants to be with me should respect that like uh-huh. if i like it's not saying like i'm that person like oh my gosh if you don't talk to me we're breaking up but like it's like dang bro you couldn't send a hello or a and good say, morning. I'm busy. Yo, like legit. Like I'm really thinking back, and I'm like, you couldn't even say, "Hey, babe, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you when I can." Like you couldn't even do a check in. But I was made to believe that, like, I was asking for too much, and it's not. Mm-mm. Like if you like, okay. Also, I model after my parents. My parents never stopped communicating. Okay, when my mom moved to a different coast and they were on a time difference, my parents never talked more. My parents were on the phone at least three times a day. Mm-hmm. At least that I could hear. They yeah. were on three times a day that I could hear. And I'm like, dang, they're really out here making it work. Like when my mom waking up, she calling my dad. When my dad's going to sleep, he's calling my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were out here really communicating and stuff. And I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah. All, all in all, ultimately, it just shows you that if people are willing and they want to, they will make time. 
if they want to, they would. That was my whole 2016 saying for romance. If he wanted to, he would have. If she wanted to, he would have. If they wanted to, they would have. If uh-huh. they want to, they will. And that is what I really learned romantically. Like, you are allowed to have boundaries for mm-hmm. yourself and have boundaries for what you want. And you are allowed to hold people to those boundaries and hold people to those expectations. Yes. And sometimes, yeah, your expectations can be too high, but you need to figure that out on your own figure mm-hmm. that out on your own like is what you're asking for too much get a second opinion i sure did and all my friends like marcellus no that's not weird that's not wild you're talking to somebody who you also don't live in the same area as so it's not mm-hmm. like y'all can just see each other y'all have to make time to see each other if you want to exactly so like why would it be such a horrible thing for you to want to at least get a good morning or a good night text mm-hmm they're like it's not like you're asking him to like you know talk to you every day and stay on the phone with you hours no you just want to text saying good morning or just text mm-hmm. saying hi how are you you just want a simple conversation that doesn't won't that won't take that long and it could be throughout the day because i feel like if i would at least have sporadic texts throughout the day i would have been fine oh but yeah. i wasn't getting that mm-hmm. i wasn't even getting that i was getting nothing for yeah. days upon days upon days for somebody I was talking to y'all so that's what I learned romantically romantically I learned that I'm allowed to have expectations and boundaries yes um yeah period and so we have our last two questions oh my gosh are you ready mm-hmm. our last two questions before we get into final thoughts yes. for our COVID impact T what mm-hmm. advice would you give to yourself two years ago Ooh, knowing everything you know one. now right. if you could go back if I two knew years, then what come on I would honestly tell myself that it is okay to be who I am, ultimately, Mm. Um, because growing up, I was always looked at as weird. You know, I was never Mm. uh, seen as normal. I didn't dress the same as everyone. Um, And Mm. I mean, I knew deep inside my sexuality, but I didn't, you know, really want to come to terms with that. So I definitely would. I would tell Tiara, you know, from... 2019 2018 right i would let her know that um all all of these lessons i have learned so far honestly i am worthy of love i you know i have a voice and i should never never be afraid to use it um and all in all i am able to accomplish all that i put my mind to and Mm -hmm. you know um I should be comfortable with all aspects of my life and who I am and what makes me mm-hmm. the individual that I am, what makes me T, right? What makes me Tierra. Right. Um, yeah, I'd say I, I would let her know to just be who she is and embrace all parts of her. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about you, Mark? What would you tell Marcellus two years ago? And if I only knew the truth that Come on. <laughs> um, you know what? I would like really like if I could go back to see myself and like I would like literally have a conversation with myself, I would literally shake myself and be like, stop being okay. Stop mm-hmm. always being okay. You are always okay and you need to stop it. Start complaining. Start not being okay. Start not being okay. That's the biggest advice I would give myself. Because that means in all aspects, like stop being okay with everything. 
Because you being okay and being adaptable does not mean you should accept. Mm-hmm. I accepted so many things under the guise of I'm adaptable and I can make changes, which I can because I'm a I'm a planner. But it's like you didn't have to do all those things. You don't. Stop being okay with everything. Mm-hmm. Stop being okay. That's and then great. our last question. Um, what advice would you give to people like now? What is like, from our lessons mm-hmm. learned and all this stuff, what is something you would say to somebody like right now who may be struggling? Um, I'd honestly say that, you know... Um, you should never be afraid to speak up for yourself and for what you believe in, um, for one. And then in, in the same aspect, not allow people to deter you away from what it is that you believe, what it is that you, you know, believe is right. And I mean, like I said in, um, I believe our previous episodes, um, I am all for, you know, people having opinions up until, you know, it inflicts pain or, you know, causes uh, destruction to human rights, right? Like, (laughs) um, I'm I'm all for being opinionated, um, but I'd honestly say, like, keep your head high, you know, and also accept those days that are hard and, you know, it feels like it's taking you a little longer to make it across the make it across the mountaintop right like my my grandpa has always said like in order to reach the mountaintop you have to go through the valley and that has been mm. a phrase that i have kept with me my entire life in order to make it to the mountaintop you have to go through the valley you have to go through these trials and tribulations and you know understand that like marcella said it is okay to not be okay you know and in turn, like I said, um, one of the most important parts of the human experience is to experience, is to emote, is to, you know, navigate through this crazy, you know, twist and turned life, right? You you have to be mm-hmm. able to adapt and um, you procreate, you meet these new people. And so with that, like, never lose your individuality, um, always stay true to yourself, know your boundaries, express those boundaries, and know that all in all, your opinion matters, and to you have the ability to um, create the life that you want for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. How about you, Marky Mark? Um, advice to those struggling. Mm-hmm. You know... From struggle, from fellow struggler to fellow struggler, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I realized that, like, you really have to be your own cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Like, you really need to have such a confidence within yourself to go on that nobody can shake it. And I don't mean an arrogance. You have to have confidence in yourself Mm-hmm. Even to this day, people will tell me how confident I am. When I was leaving California and I was just out living my life, people would stop me to tell me how confident I looked and how I had such good vibes and how mm-hmm. this and that. And it was really appalling because I'm like, dang, bro, am I really out here just looking? They're like, you're glowing. And I'm like, how am I glowing? I'm in turmoil. I'm about to leave the state. Right. Like- <laughs> Come on. For real. L- little I mean? do like- you know. 
Like, my mom is gone. I'm getting, I'm finishing my job. I'm about to be unemployed. I'm moving to a state where I don't know anybody. I'm leaving mm-hmm. my theater community and my only friends that I have, like, in this state. Like, I'm doing all these things, but yet people are like, you're glowing. And you have such great vibes. And that's because I encouraged myself. Sometimes mm-hmm. you. Come on, have to encourage. Ready yourself. Uh huh. Sometimes you you Mm -hmm. have to speak victory. Come on. During your test. Mm hmm. And no matter. No matter how you you feel. Mm hmm. Speak the word and you will be healed. Mm hmm. Speak all yourself. Mm hmm. Encourage yourself uh-huh. in the Lord. Oh, 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 oh. hmm. That is the song. Mm-hmm. That is the song. Like that is my theme song, y'all. Like you really have to encourage yourself Truly. sometimes. Like that song is everything to me because she says you have to pat your own self on the back. Sometimes you have to, it has to be you. Like where your strength lies from has to come from you sometimes. Yes. Really rely on yourself in this strength. You are so strong. Each and every one of you listening are such strong beings, Uh such strong people. Encourage yourself. Stand in yourself because all of y'all are here. All of us are here regardless of what happened to us, regardless of what trauma, whether we're barely here or we're standing tall, we're still here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're still I'm, here and that I'm, says anything. Come I'm, on. I'm, I'm still here, 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 here. Oh, one, two, pop, pop, yeah. Yes. Yo, that you one, two, pop, pop combo is something serious. Okay, I really put that is. in one of my own choreograph numbers. I'm not even joking. I don't care. Um, but y'all know we're here. We are mm-hmm. here. We are yes. all here. And y'all are all so powerful and have so much strength within yourself that you can encourage yourself. Yes. You can be your own cheerleader. You can help push yourself forward. Because that's what's getting me through right now. Like, I have the love and support of my family. I'm literally in a room in which they gave to me just for me to record my content stuff. Just for me to sing and do my self-tapes. Just for me to record Mm -hmm. this podcast. I still have that support of them. But sometimes that doesn't help. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm in this room that they gave me, and it's like, crap, if I don't do anything, if I don't become anything, what is this room for? You know, it can even become more pressure, but it's like, Marcellus, you can do this. You've done Mm -hmm. it before. You've done a lot of things. You can do it. And that's the advice I'm going to give y'all. Encourage Mm -hmm. yourself. Stand in yourself and know Mm -hmm. that, like, you have done so much and you can do so much more. And it's okay if you can't do it tomorrow. It's okay. Don't do it tomorrow. But don't stay in the same place, feeling the same way forever. You have to push yourself forward. And that's how you're going to make it. That's how I'm going to make it. I'm going to push myself to be better, push myself to do better, push myself to do more, push myself to be uncomfortable. And I'm going to cheer myself on while I'm doing it, while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish my little thought with this. 
when I was in my senior year of high school, there was this girl named Jacqueline. Just found her back on TikTok. We've been friends for, uh, we've been friends since like fr senior year, literally senior year. And so um, me and her, she doesn't probably doesn't even remember this, but this moment has stuck in my mind since that day. There was one time we were in class, it was during lunch, and she was dancing. And she was hyping herself. She said, go Jackie, go Jackie, F it up, F it up, F it up. Yeah, yeah, go Jackie, hey, hey. And she was dancing by herself, hyping herself up. And I said, girl, what are you doing? She says, you have to hype yourself up sometimes because ain't nobody else going to do it. And I said, wow. Wow. A hundred percent. Wow. That's and here I right am, there. six years mm -hmm. later, still thinking about that very moment. And that's my advice. Hype yourself up. Give mm -hmm. yourself your cookies. Because sometimes nobody else is going to. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is going to. So give yourself exactly. your cookies. And that brings us to... Yeah. Final thoughts, right? The end. <laughs> yeah, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I, I will definitely say that... Um, uh, this episode honestly is going to be our longest. I know oh, it absolutely. is. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I'm very happy that we did have this episode because we talked about a lot. You know, it we did. like like we said at the beginning, it was very much going to be more of like a personal um, episode of Let's Get Black Two rather mm -hmm. than you know uh, information based, you know, evidence based, uh, knowledge based. Right. It right. was more, um, in the sense of like personal, you know, honestly, I'm really happy that we had this cause this was kind of like, a a look into who we are. And honestly, mm -hmm. let's get black Two was birthed during the pandemic, literally at the beginning of 2021, mm -hmm. we took the entire month of February to, do this little thing we like to call let's get black to right yeah. and we shared stories we mm -hmm. shared knowledge wisdom all of this stuff and so um for me final thoughts um like we've said throughout this whole time is stay true to yourself right stand up come for on. yourself stand in yourself like we said encourage yourself okay come on and come on yeah definitely Ooh. that's my final thought <laughs> my final thought i don't know there's so much swirling in my mind but I guess my final thought is love. You know, there's so mm -hmm. much love that people need and there's so much love that you need and you should be that love. You know, love yourself, love your friends, love your family. You know, love mm -hmm. being in your life because that's the only thing that's gonna get you forward. You need to get to a place where you can love and if you can't fake it till you make it, Fake it till mm -hmm. you make it. If you don't love yourself right now, fake it till you make it. If you don't love your friends, well, listen, you need to get some new ones then. Don't fake that. Get mm -hmm. some new ones. <laughs> you know, like, um, there's so much love that you need and so much love that you mm -hmm. can give. And I feel like this pandemic has taught a lot of people that, like, you need to give that love. Give love. Mm -hmm. Give grace give love give grace in whatever capacity yes. that means in whatever capacity you have set and whatever boundary you have set just be that love you know be that vibe be that good vibe for somebody because you never yes. know like on my like social media stuff um when i make my videos people are like you know what my grandpa literally died yesterday but seeing your smile just like made my whole day 
And you never know, like, how serious some people are living and experiencing life in the moment. Not to say that Mm -hmm. you should always be a stronghold for other people, but it's also, like, just loving yourself. Because I love the content I make. I love my videos. I love what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And you know what? People are receiving that in forms that are like, oh, my goodness, you are giving me such love i feel love yes. you know and because i want you, you to do that you I want can see it radiating love yes mm-hmm. it radiates love. when 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 you when you have that love for yourself you are then able to take that love that little blossom of you know this big humongous you know amount of emotion you can then mm-hmm. take that and spread it right yes. spread love give love yes all like like the Beatles said, all you need is love, right? All love, love is, is the very love. fuel that keeps you going for any and everything. So yeah, and it's so important. I love I completely agree. Love it mm-hmm. all. Love your life. And if yes. you don't fake it, <laughs> fake it till you make it, baby. Mm-hmm. But thank y'all for tuning in. This was a really yes. long episode. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is a really long episode, but it was also yeah. really, I feel like it was really necessary because we got yeah. to be really like somewhat vulnerable with y'all about mm-hmm. where we are and how yes. that's okay. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so and thank y'all? you for being here. <laughs> On that note. Good night, everybody. We have fun. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Black 2, the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Let's Get Black 2. Thank you, and don't forget to tune in next week. Bye.